All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I'm Brent Wallace alongside Jason York and Bobby Ryan. I continue to have this, I call it a man cold, but I actually went to the doctor and got some prescription for something. So it's getting worse by the day. I don't know what it is. Anyway, uh, if I start into a coughing fit, you two take over the show. Maybe I should just let you two do it anyway. <laughs> We're going to go off the rails right up real quick. As long as we yeah. fixed our technical difficulties from, ever, from, from yesterday. Good thing we got on 20 minutes <laughs> early today. say anything about the technical it. <laughs> let it go. Uh, this show is always brought to you by botano.ca. Um, there was uh, stuff in the chat yesterday. Um, about uh, that I wasn't a big enough fan of the sense. So just to prove to you how big a fan I am, I, it's show and tell time. I have an Ottawa Senator garden gnome. And I don't know how many people own one, but I own a garden gnome. So there, that should prove it. Uh, you put us in our place. <laughs> Take <Good job>. that. <laughs> <laughs> You can't let uh, him get. You can't let it, Wally. You can't. You can't let him get to you like that. That you got to show your garden gnome. Like, come on, be tougher than that. He's. I'm going to call him G. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Uh, Troy Mann is standing by. The head coach of the Belleville Stunners. We'll get to him momentarily. Uh, this show is always brought to you by Renfrew Pro Tape. Go to Renfrew Pro. 
tapesbook.com. Uh, check out all they have to offer, all kinds of different tapes. You can get uh, custom-made tapes as well. Follow them on Instagram. Uh, they have uh, free tape Friday as they give away stuff. Uh, Feel the game with Renfrew Pro. Uh, they are the ones with the green core. It's actually a Canadian Tire today picking up some Renfrew Pro tape. Uh, they are the worldwide leaders when it comes to hockey tape uh, and can be found everywhere, including the Belleville Senator locker room. And for that, let's bring in Troy Mann, head coach of the Belleville Senators. Troy, welcome. How are you today? Excellent, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Do you own a garden gnome? Absolutely not. <laughs> That's my hard hitting question for the day. There you go. Good start, Wally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Way to bring it. Way to bring it. <laughs> yeah, I'm all I'm dialed in. Um, Troy, it's I'm going to start with. It's probably been a long year, and the only reason I say that is you went through a stretch where I think you had nine if not more and you can tell me what the number is of how many guys you had out of the lineup at one point all due to injury like it's been a phenomenal year four guys have played in all 42 games for you this year yeah it's uh you know it's been a difficult season when it comes to that you know with the roster fluctuation and just trying to piece it together uh you know as uh ryan bonus says to me it's one day at a time you know and uh it's uh, obviously a double-edged sword when the Sens are going through it as well. We we went through it early, like where we had up to 11 regulars out of the lineup and the Sens were relatively healthy. And then we started getting the odd guy back and then all of a sudden started up there as well. So, um, you know, they're, they're finally getting healthy and we're getting a little bit healthy. But uh, we'll see, you know, if we can make a little bit of a push here in the next 30 games to, to try and slide into that you know, final spot, as you guys know, it's in the AHL, there's so much divisional play. So you can make up a lot of ground, uh, unlike the NHL, where, you know, sometimes this time of year is just with no divisional play or the odd divisional game. Uh, it's just impossible to make up uh, points. But for us, it's it's a little bit different. So uh, we'll see here uh, as we uh, continue to move forward. Well, well, we'll ask the obvious question first here, Mariner. Uh, Ridley, Greg, are you surprised that he came out of the gates this hot and is doing this well? It's it's it is tough. It's a tough league as we know to play in. But are you surprised? Well, I I think not from a skill perspective and a hockey IQ and uh, all those intangibles because those are all excellent parts of his game. You know, I think we were a little bit worried about just this, his natural size. You know, he's he's not a very big kid and. Uh, you know, as a 20-year-old, he's still got a lot of room to grow uh, into that body. And I, I know the organization has him on a plan. You know, he came in, uh, I think last year he played at like 170 or 171. And then he started the year at 180 for us. And the goal was to get him to, to 190 by September of 23. So uh, there is a, a plan in place to, to you know, to continue to, to get stronger. Because, as you know, it's just a bigger, stronger league. So, um, yeah. but in terms of the success he's had in uh, making plays and being responsible defensively and, and being in your face type of player. That's, that's not surprising. I guess the, the biggest question will be, can he continue to do it, you know, over the course of, yeah. you know, tonight. And then obviously there's the break. And I, I suspect based on his performance that he's going to go back to, you know, be part of the Sens once they come off their, uh, their bye week But, uh, you know, that, that'll be the test, right, as the grind begins. Yeah, absolutely. I guess uh, just to follow up on that, uh, Manor, 
we talked about him a little bit and, and obviously we know less about him than you do, but what, where do you see him long-term fitting into the lineup? Is he going to be a two or a three center? Is he going to be a guy that could shift to the wing? Cause I, you know, we don't, I don't have the background on him and trying to watch games and trying to assess what he could be. Cause he looks like he's got some skill, but he's also got some bite. So he's got everything just trying to figure out where he slots. Well, I think, you know, when you start looking at the Sens, you know, it's, it's a, it's an area of, of strength when you got Stutzel, who's a yeah. superstar and, you know, Josh Norris, obviously. So uh, there is some, uh, some depth up the middle. Um, you know, I think if he turns into be a two center, you're, you're, you're pretty ecstatic, you know, and if he's your three, I mean, that's pretty impressive as well. Um, you know, he has not played a ton of wing, um, you know, we, we had talked to him uh, earlier in the year about how much wing he's played. And really the only time he's seen any kind of wing um, is at the World Juniors, you know, when they're kind of moving centers around. And uh, But other than that, his whole career has been at, at center. Now, as you guys know, it's easier to move a center to wing uh, than try and convert a, a winger to center. But, uh, you know, he's just so good at being a 200-foot player and he's nasty down low and he's good on face-offs. You know that to me is, is is tough to move out of the the, the middle ice position, but yeah. I guess if you got a lot of strength up the middle, you know ultimately someone would have to move. So, um, you know whether it's him, that's not that's not my decision. But I know he has not played uh, any kind of se- uh, wing um, except for those small little n- tournaments uh, or in right. in uh, at the World Juniors within the the training camp itself. And, and because as we've seen, he played. Uh, both world juniors he played center right what's he like to coach and by that I mean there are some players I mean you tell me that show up to the a that don't think they should be there and want and think they should be in the NHL and all that stuff give me an idea of what his attitude's been like since he's arrived well he's a very quiet person you know and uh but you can joke with him uh pretty good in terms of you know he uh, you could go into the lounge, you know, he's got a pretty good routine. He comes in every morning, uh, loves his peanut butter and bagel. And, uh, you know, he, he'll say good morning. He'll mumble something out of the side of his mouth, you know, but uh, uh, he goes about his business, you know, like any young player. Um, he needs to, you know, the routine in the gym and, uh, you know, his activation and all that. He has to be kind of guide it like most 20 year olds um but very very low maintenance and and very coachable and um we just set up a schedule for him with ben sexton for example in terms of the individual video and you know some guys like to come in every game some guys uh like to just maybe every three games and and and, uh you know like a angus crookshank or a sokoloff or a reinhardt those guys are uh, in with sexy watching their shifts uh every morning after a game where really Greg's more of a, you know, three gamer type guy. So um, that's just a little bit of his laid back personality, you know, but uh, uh, he's, he's a great kid and, uh, you know, it was a pleasure to coach so far. You mentioned the, uh, the, the weight part of it, of putting on weight, that's going to be tough, eh, man, because once you start the grind, I, I know how hard it is to play in the American league. So that's got to be, is he just one of those guys that's naturally he plays and, you lose six, seven pounds, and you're always in that yo-yo battle of trying to keep it on. Well, you, you know they they do have like a plan for him in terms of trying to, you know, with protein and and that type of thing. But he's such a lean kid to start with, um, so he's you know he 
with his shirt off, you know, he may, it may say 180, but to be honest with you, he looks like about a buck 60, you know, because he's just so <laughs> lean, but, uh, you know, he's a competitive kid out there. There's no doubt. Uh, and that's why you love him as a coach because, and he's a little bit of a predator out there too. You know, he's, he'll take on all comers regardless of the size. And, uh, when he, when he gets upset on the ice too, like he'll, uh, he, he has no problem two handing a guy uh, behind the refs back out there and, uh, those are just things you love about him. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. Hey, his job was a lot easier than mine. Trying to put weight <laughs> on. I was uh, I was counting calories <laughs> every day. I, I would love I to switch places with him. <laughs> <laughs> Good problem. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't allowed uh, to have bagels and peanut butter. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the sun butter stuff. Um, that's I, a couple of players you mentioned. I want to ask you about a few of them. Um, one of them being Jake Lucchini. And the reason I want to ask about him is he's waited so long to get that call up to the NHL. Did you, like, what was that moment like? Did you get to tell him? And I guess was the excitement level for him pretty good? Yeah, those are, you know, as much as it's trying to get, you know, the draft picks up and, you know, the guys like Ridley Gregg are going to go at some point. Uh, those are good stories as well, right? I mean, uh, we basically got Lucchini for a dollar uh at a time when we were desperate for forwards and angus crookshank had just lost his season to the to the knee injury and you know we were able to uh you know as you guys know some of the, the teams with uh, a lot of financial clout can can sign more players uh as montreal toronto uh, as examples and laval had some couple extra bodies and wanted to help out uh you know a lucini for example get playing time certainly at his age too you know he wasn't like a 20 year old or a 21 year old that was going to be buying time and uh he came in and uh, was a great fit for us very coachable very versatile in terms of his positioning and just got off to a great start you know and uh, uh this year as well you know uh, him and Sharchi were arguably our best two forwards out of the gate this year and um you know both were well-deserved call-ups uh in terms of uh being first deserving you know and that's one thing we've tried to do here is uh yeah you want to reward the prospects but if someone else like a lucini or a chartier uh, are are your best players or most consistent players and ultimately that's what you're looking for uh, then why not you know they, they get an opportunity so for him to go up and play i think it was 11 games and get his first nhl goal um you know those are those are also great stories from a, a coaching perspective down here uh, Can Manor, you tell me I, what I that conversation to... was like? Yeah, I, I, you know, Ryan Bonas made the initial call, and uh, then I called him. He was already on his way uh, to Ottawa. It was a, a quick turnaround for him, but uh, it's it's always much better face-to-face because then you can see the actual reaction. But, you know, he was pumped and very thankful. You know, obviously, um, you know, he went with the Pittsburgh organization and then also Laval, and those two situations didn't work out and for us. Uh, it's been a good fit and uh, you know so he was very appreciative of uh, not only the opportunity we've given him here in Belleville but also uh, you know just to get that call and, and, and get an opportunity up there. Yeah uh, got to be great for the culture knowing when uh, you work hard you're going to get rewarded. Um, speaking of guys that work hard and I've heard you talk before about Jacob Bernard Docker about his character leadership abilities Everyone in Ottawa is talking about the defense here, that there's there's a need for a right shot defenseman. I really liked watching Docker um, just in the small sample size. 
So I guess the question I have for you is, how long do you think it's going to be in his development that he's going to be that guy? Because it looks to me he's got the capability to be a top four guy. But it, as we all know, it takes time. What do, what do you think, Manor, as far as his the chart he's on right now? You watch him play. You watch him practice every day. You're watching him go. How long do you think his development curve is going to be before he can be a guy that, that is potentially that top four guy? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's hard to tell or hard to say. You know, it's it's he the two guys that we get asked the most about now are, are Bernard Docker and, and Lassie Thompson. And as I said to someone last week, um, you know, I just look, for example, at the Toronto situation, you know, where, um, you know, Lilligren and Sandine are, are doing pretty well right now. And, um, you know, I coached against Lilligren for four years, you know, and that's a first rounder that spent four years practically in the American League and Sandine two years, you know, so uh, the development curve is, is different for everybody. And, and both those guys are first rounders for the Leafs. So um, I, I think it's, you know, maybe because the Leafs are at a different stage of their uh, with, with their program in the NHL, maybe a little bit different than Ottawa right now. We're trying to maybe rush these guys where, um, yeah. you know, being down here and playing games and playing big minutes, you know, like Bernard Docker's playing 24 minutes a night for us and uh, first over the boards on the PK and um, out against the other team's top lines. And, you know, ultimately, I think that's what has to take place once he solidifies himself. Uh, in the NHL and there's always room to get stronger and there's always room to to, to be a better puck mover and uh, you know I think those are the things we're trying to continue to build on you know because I think we've certainly seen flashes when he goes up to Ottawa um, what he can do or, and what he can bring to the table uh, long term so um, you know this time he came down and was told to play games and play minutes and, and that's what we're doing and um, you know whether he goes back this year or not, you know, I, I guess that's for someone else to determine, but we're going to continue to, to build his game. And uh, he's very, very coachable. And uh, and that's obviously very, very important as well, right? And uh, to say he's going to be there next year, you know, it, it's hard to say. But I just, I look at some other kids, uh, defensemen specifically in the NHL, and sometimes it's two years, sometimes it's four. And, um you know, I've coached, I coached against Lilligren way back when I was in Hershey, you know, and uh, when he came over as a 19 year old and uh, it's taken a long time for him. And, uh, you know, now that when you watch a Leaf game, he, he looks pretty, pretty solid out there. And I probably wouldn't have said that five years ago. Right. So uh, I think patience is probably the best thing um, I would tell anybody uh, when it comes to JBD and, and Thompson specifically as well. Yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember doing that, that a was, game. Uh... Go ahead. Sorry, Bobby. I, I was just going to. You said the word. <laughs> we'll get that. We'll work through this. You go first. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I remember. I remember watching. You mentioned Lily, Lily Grin there, uh, Manor. I watched him. I'm like, wow, that guy's a first rounder. But just goes to show you, like he was awful coming in, and now watching him, he looks. It's just confident. I, I played three, four years in the minors. Took me, and it's just uh, you, you see people here in Ottawa with expectations. They want it so bad. Um, they got to understand it's. It's a process, man, especially being a defenseman. So Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I remember as the head coach in Hershey, when we do our pre-scouts against the Marlies, you know, uh, we'd tell them, hey, when you go, when you put that puck to space and go into Lilligren's corner, he's going to turn that baby over because he turns him over with the best of them. <laughs> you know, and that's, and that's the truth, you know, like from watching the Marlies play back then. Uh, and this is a first rounder that's 
looks looks pretty good out there now. So yeah. I, I think it's patience, you know. And uh, Thompson's the same, you know. He's uh, he's faced a lot of adversity, Thompson, with some injuries and um, you know coming over, uh, you know, the, the year he played overseas in Finland. There wasn't a lot of he was playing for with men's league. Yeah, sometimes that's good, but sometimes when you're not getting minutes and you're not getting individual video. You know, maybe are you better off playing in the dub or coming to Belleville earlier to get that one-on-one -on -one time that we we do so much of here? So um, it's just you know, like I say, I feel like I'm repeating this to some degree, but patience with these two guys because I think they're both going to be players. Um, I just don't know when. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the I. You said the word three times, and that was the one that I would. You almost want these guys to over marinate because I know that you know. The, the community of Otto and the fans want to want to rush it because they want that strong right-handed defenseman that are so coveted. But if you you, you can't rush that process and, and let those guys over marinate, play the minutes they're playing. But I've also been a guy that said, put them in, just put them in. You're out of the playoffs. Uh, yeah. So I, I go both ways with that thing. But I do ultimately when you're talking about the player and their development curve, over marinating is what you want to see. Yeah. So it, you know it'll be interesting as time moves forward here, what takes place, but. For now, you know, uh, Thompson's back now healthy and he just come off a six week injury. So uh, he played two games on the weekend and I thought his game on Saturday was a little bit better than Friday. And uh, we just have to be patient with before he gets his his game back. And, uh, you know, so hopefully he can stay healthy and finish strong with 30 solid games. And um, JBD is the same, you know, and uh, if they get recalled for an opportunity, uh, whether it's, you know, sometime in February or after the trade deadline, great on them. And hopefully they, they make an impression. And if not, we'll do our very best to, to make sure they're as developed as possible by the time our season ends and then uh, see what takes place uh, come the fall. Yep. Uh, another player I'd like to ask you about, and you brought up Sokolov. Uh, he's your team leading scorer, uh, 12 goals, 38 points. He's yet to get called up this season. I do know uh, General Manager Pierre Dorian did say, they perhaps that Sokolov will get five to 10 games by the end of this year. Uh, do you sense a little frustration from Igor of not getting the call because of a, and you know, in Ottawa struggling, they look for answers and maybe a, a spark uh, by having somebody else come up. Uh, how's Igor handling the season? You know, it's, uh, I always say the third year, uh, and let me preface this by saying Sokolov's a fantastic kid. So it's not a character uh, flaw or issue, but I always say in the American League, the third-year pro are the toughest to coach. Um, and only because, you know, the first year when they get sent down on their entry level, it's, you know what, we're down here to learn, we're here to get better. And, um, you know, not that they don't think about call-ups, but they're more about refining their game and, and learning the pro game, specifically when they come out of major junior. Uh, in the second year, a little bit of the same. And uh, that third year, then they start to, to question uh, especially when they're having success, you know, well, why isn't it me be getting called up or um, they just, they start to, uh, to ask more questions when it comes to that recall. And uh, quite frankly, you know, we had a heart to heart with uh, Sokolov right around the Chartier and Lucini call up and because he was very disappointed uh, then. And we just flat out was honest with him. Like those two guys have been more consistent than you, you know, and that's just the bottom line, you know, and you got to be honest with the player. And we were, and you know what, he's been at the time he had a point of game, but you know, point of game really doesn't mean anything, even though he's an offensive guy, if you, if you know what I mean? Like you can, yeah, yeah. and 
Ryan, you could tell, you know, like you can get your cookies on the power play and get the second assist and the point total still look good in the media or on the, you know, when you pull up AHL.com, geez, that guy's a point of game player, but what type of goals are you scoring? What type of assist are you, you having? And, um, you know, and he, and he wasn't moving his feet defensively. And um, I think he's done a much, much better job of that um, since those recalls. And, um, you know, now that they're, they're very healthy up front, except for Norris. So he's going to have to wait his turn. But if he continues to play well and, um, and doing the right things about the puck uh, and protecting the puck down low, you know, he's never going to be this up and down, flying up the wing and, uh, type of player you know he's got to grind it down low and use his body and get to that f3 bumper between the dots because he's got such a great shot um, and he's got to move his feet defensively uh, he has improved quite a bit defensively like last year towards the end of the year um, you know with a protecting a one goal lead if he went down to two lines I was trusting him to put him out there so that's come a long way since the COVID year um, where systematically he was a mess and uh, so it's just, a, you know, it's a little, little bit of progress here and there. So um, I'm hoping he gets an opportunity at some point, but he's got to continue to build his game and be good. You know, my message to the players this morning was, guys, the focus here is to get better and, and try and win a game Thursday. You can't worry about uh, whether we lost last year, week 6-1. You can't worry about the Sens. They're going on their break. There's going to be no injuries, no recalls, uh, you, you know, just – controllables and I think that's the message uh, not only to the team but a guy like Soko that's dying for a call-up yeah I can only speaking as an offensive guy I remember getting sent down to to Iowa chops the one year um and I said what am I supposed to do here in this league <laughs> like from you know and I, I was putting up points and I remember sitting down with the Brian Burke and he said you can put up points in your sleep in this league I'm not worried about that you need to do all of these other things and started listing out all the flaws. And a lot of them are relatable for, for Igor and I, um, moving your feet defensively and grinding and things like that. It was, it was, it wasn't about standing on the outside of the power play and getting your cookies. It was about refining all the little things that got you there. Um, so I, I, he's, he's in a tough spot because you can put up points. And like you said, it looks great on AHL.com, but when you, when you break things down, you need to be, a, you need to be a very complete player to be getting those call-ups. So, uh, he, it's tough because he's such a likable guy from the media side of things. So I kind of want to see him. Yeah, he's a, a chance to. Yeah, and he's a pleasure to coach. You know, he's just great yeah. personality in the locker room, and he's always smiling. And um, you know, he gets frustrated when he doesn't score every night, but uh, at the same time, you know, we try to explain to him that it's not about points; it's about playing the right way. And um, you know, for him, it's uh, you know when when Igor's playing well. He's a much better skater than people give him credit for, especially straightaway speed. And, you know, when he's moving his feet, you can tell he's on. When he starts getting that methodical look to him, uh, you know he's struggling because then he looks like a slow hockey player. But when he's actually on the top of his game and moving, um, you know what? Uh, he's, he's like a big freight train out there and, and playing with confidence. Um, so, you know, it's just a little bit of patience with him. And I know he's in his third year and, Got a point of game, going to the All-Star game this weekend, and those are all great accolades. But at the end of the day, as you know, Bobby, the NHL's tough, man. It's 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 not an easy league, so uh, there's no guarantees. Right. Uh, one more player to ask about before I move on to some questions about you. Um, and it was on the board earlier, which may have caught some people by surprise. 
Scott Sabrin is tied for the team lead in goals. And a lot of people may not look at Scotty and go, he's got 14 goals. Um, can you update and his game and where it's been at this year? And is it a surprise to see him there uh, tied for third in the team scoring with 23 points? Well, a couple of things. I mean, you know, I certainly have come to appreciate Sabrin's game over the years. You know, uh, quite frankly, when he first brought him on board, I wasn't a really – a real proponent of the signing, you know, because I'd seen him play in other spots and just felt like he was a fourth line right winger that could fight, but really couldn't help us uh, in many areas. But, um, you know, he's certainly, his game's come a long way and he's a much better uh, two-way player uh, than a lot of people give him credit for. And the thing with him is he's so physical out there and obviously he'll drop the gloves with anybody when he needs to and he picks his spots way better now and it's as you guys know there's not as near as much fighting as there used to be but he creates a lot of space out there for himself and um you know there's been a lot of opportunity this year as well you know unlike uh maybe last year or the year before where um you know yes we had our injuries and we had our recalls like every normal year this year has been a, a year like like I, I've never been through as a head coach, and so it's allowed him to yeah. to play, uh, you know, a lot more minutes and to see some power play time in that front. And uh, he's formed some good chemistry. You know, last year he had some great chemistry there with with Bishop and Wedman as a kind of our energy line. And uh, this year he's been with Castles and Reinhardt quite a bit, and they've been arguably our most consistent uh, line. Uh, you know since since I put them together because uh, they're responsible defensively. If you look at our plus minuses, not that it means everything, but, you know, when you start seeing guys in the teens and all of a sudden Sabi's, you know, a plus two or a plus four or whatever he is, um, it tells you, you know, he's, he's yeah. a decent player defensively as well. So it, it's a great story. And, um, he's, you know, he's beat his career highs now. I think his career high was 12 back in his rookie year in Manchester. I think that might have been the year they won the Calder Cup as well. So, you know, good on him. You know, he's a fantastic guy in the room and players love him. And uh, he does a great job, you know, of protecting the, the, the young kids. I mean, I remember one game here against, I think it was the Marlies. Someone took a run at uh, Ridley Craig and, you know, next thing you know, Sabby steps in, you know, and hey, you can't, you can't touch that kid like that, you know? So that's very, very valuable too. Uh, when, when we got such so many young prospects on the team. Uh, funny you say plus minus. I'm going to get to that in just a sec. Uh, the other thing about <laughs> Sabby, though, and I did watch him all summer, is he skated, I think, every day I saw him at the Senseplex. Like, he did work his butt off this summer. Full marks to him because I know he really wanted to, to have a better year. Um, so time now for Tale of the Tape, uh, brought to you by Renfrew Pro Tape. We get to little, know a little bit more about our guest. And today, uh, here they are. 15, the number of players you have coached that have played on the Ottawa Senators this season. That includes, by the way, Nikita Zaitsev. Uh, 311 AHL wins as a head coach. 592, which makes you just eight games short of 600, if I added correctly. And minus 40, uh, the worst plus minus of your career, uh, was a member of the Saginaw <laughs> Ohio Gears. So the reason I bring this up <laughs> is because when a player is struggling and is in the minus 40 or whatever, uh, do you refer back to this or do you make sure they don't check out hockey TV? Well, they can find anything now. And, uh, you know, now <laughs> if this ever gets out or anybody's even paying attention, 
Angus Crookshank is going to be now all over me because I've been kind of chirping him because he's, you know, 23 under, loves the game of golf. And uh, last <laughs> night we uh, last night we had a U11 girls team come through our locker room. They're part of our all-in program, and it's a fantastic program that we've, we've done here every year. And so the players and, and Justin Peters and I were representing the coaching staff. And so I introduced Heater as the captain and said a few words and, uh, then I asked the girls to come up with three questions for my next guest. And I introduced Angus Crookshank as the only player in the AHL this year to 23 points and minus 23. So I was giving it to him a little bit, you know, trying to, to work on his defensive game because uh, the kid has such a, a, not, a, a knack for scoring and want to go to the blue paint. You love that about him. And we'll get there defensively with him. But now all of a sudden, um, yes. And the reason is like I was terrible. Like I just want wanted to score goals and I wasn't very good defensively. And that's probably why I never even could make it in the American League because just didn't, you know, didn't think defense was was an important part of it. And and when you play on a bad team, those add up as well. It wasn't just me as a player. So I, I I'll take the uh I'll take the onus on it, but uh it's a good coaching tool sometimes as well. Bobby would love you as a coach. <laughs> yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going, yeah. Manor, we're going straight downhill, man. But if we're going to lose six to five and I got to score six, uh, that's fine. I'll take the minuses to get the W yeah, yeah. <laughs> any which way. But I was, uh, I, I was getting hung for 20, 20 a year my last couple of years in, in, in Ottawa when we were pulling the goalie with four minutes left and then we'd, yeah. we'd score and then we'd pull, pull them again two minutes later and they put us back out. And I'm like, I had a good night and now minus two. In two yeah, and a half minutes, yeah. perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you like to think it is, you know, with all the analytics and, you know, we certainly, to be honest with you, nowadays as a coach, we look at more of the analytics than the plus minus. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's a stat that coaches, you know, we can use it to our advantage if we want to because that's just how coaches are, right? If you, you know, if you don't want to put Bobby Ryan out at the end of the game with a one goal lead and he's minus 15, then you can use that to your advantage. But do I think it's an overrated stat? Uh, yes, I do. But at the same time, if you have a guy, um, you know, look at JBD, you know, and he hasn't played as many games as some other guys, but he's he's a plus seven. And, you know, you have another defenseman that's maybe minus 15. I mean, that is quite significantly a difference where if you got a bunch of guys on a bad hockey team that are minus 35 and one guy's minus 40, I mean, it's just a bad hockey team, right? So um, <laughs> there's ways to look at it. Definitely ways to look at it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you played, I think, 13 different minor league teams. Do you yeah, have jerseys a, of all a, of them? Well, I, yes, I do. I, I even have a, a jersey from... Uh, Where's the one spot there? No, I don't have one for Norfolk Admirals because I pretty much only spent three games there. And John Brophy was the coach, and he shot a puck at me in the morning, skate hit me in the back of the head. And uh, that night I said, okay, this is it. Like, this is not hockey, and I am not – I'll just quit hockey because at that time I was – I had my degree, and I wanted to get into coaching at some point. Um, but you know what? Another team – said they, they'd take me, so I kept playing. But uh, that's one team I do not have the jersey of, the Norfolk Admirals. <laughs> Whoa. Manor, Manor, I, uh, I, I, credit, I credit John Brophy for getting me the NHL. My first contract I signed was a four-way deal, 
And the fourth team I could get sent down to was the Hampton Road Admirals. And John Brophy was waiting for you down there if you went down to the cheese toast. And uh, so I think I was so scared to go down there, I made sure I stayed in the AHL and played well. Man, there was some... <laughs> He was, he was, you know, he was talk about old school, like playing for that guy. He always had a tough team, and I think they usually led the team, the league in penalty minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Brof's teams, right? Most of the kids today would not be able to play with John. I mean, the morning no. skate, like bag skates in the morning, like I'm talking like two drills, very few pucks, and just like skate like you would not believe. And you know, he'd shoot pucks at players just to see how tough they were. And um, it's, yeah, it's, uh, but you know what? He won, he won a lot, got a lot of his players. Yeah. And when he was, he was a loyal man as well. Like when he, yeah. when you were on his team and if he liked you, he took care of you. So uh, good on him. But uh, there's not a lot of today's player that would have uh, survived uh, the John Brophy. Could you, uh, could, you, could you imagine, could you imagine Brof seeing a guy trying the Michigan? Oh yeah, <laughs> he, he might beat him up himself. I remember when he shot the. I remember when he shot the puck at me. The captain skated by me and said, "Don't even look at him. He's just testing you right now. Just testing you." You know, it's like. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, I I know you got to go here in a couple of minutes. So, um, three hundred eleven wins, almost six hundred games. What are you most proud of? Is it the wins or is it the games coached? And one of the reasons I say that is I remember asking players who played a thousand games in the National Hockey League, and, and some of them say it's the number of games because somebody had to invite you to go play that many times. Uh, I'm just curious, have you been around the bench a long time? Is it 600 games? Does it mean a lot? Yeah, I think so because just it means longevity and and obviously teams or organizations think you're doing a good job if you can coach that many games, you know, and uh, uh, so it's, it's all about the grind and, you know, I love every day of it. And, you know, hopefully at some point you just, you know, it's like players, right? It's they're, they're playing to get to the national hockey league, regardless if you're 21 or 27 or 28. And it's the same in the coaching fraternity. You know, you just love to come to the rink every day, but you just keep doing it because you hope that you're going to, the work will pay off that you get the call one day and, um, I'm just thankful that, you know, I've been very fortunate. I've only worked with two organizations uh, at, at the American League level. So um, I guess they continue to think I'm doing a good job of developing their prospects. And ultimately, that's what it's about as well, right? Yep. And you've done an amazing job. I uh, Two qu last questions for me. Um, what do you do on your bus rides? What does Troy Mann do all the time? You can't look video all the time and you can't nap the entire time. So what do you do? You know what? I just, uh, geez, I don't do very much of anything. I'm kind of bore, boring on the bus. Uh, you know, that we used to, back in the day, we used to watch movies all the time. We don't even do that anymore because everybody's got their own iPads or phones. Uh, so, but I, so I, I like to listen to the, you know, 32 thoughts or listen to music. Uh, I do, I, I, I tend to do a lot of work and get a lot done uh, on that. And I can't sleep on the bus. So, um i'll watch the full game and uh do that kind of thing and our trips are pretty good too where it's not there's the odd trip but you know most of our trips are like three four hours so uh you know by the time you get your work done and maybe get on and listen to a 32 thoughts you get on twitter for a few minutes you're there anyway right so um it's yeah it's not uh nothing too crazy or or fun to talk about to be honest with you 
um, you could have just said our show just for the hell of it while you, you could have maybe <laughs> just, I, I don't want to tell you what to say, but yeah. you guys are next now, uh, now that you've had me on, yeah. like when we go to uh, Cleveland next week, which is the longest trip of the year, I'll definitely be tuning into you guys. There we go. Perfect. Um, <laughs> last question I have, but it's actually from uh, someone else in our, in the chat. It's from Alfie's mullet. Uh, I'd like to know which sense prospect Troy is most excited to coach in the future. I know you don't know who they're all coming and whatnot, and if they're going to be sent to the A, but is there someone in particular you have your eye on that you maybe get a chance to coach? Well, I, I would, I, I'll even give you two. Um, you know, the one kid, the Clevin kid, if he signs, like I'm really just, we're loving to get our hands on him as that big left shot D <laughs> You know, you see him getting suspended again. And um, I just think, you know, at this level, if he if he does end up in the American League, um, there's a lot of tools there to work with. Now we'll see what happens. Um, you know, up front, I would, <laughs> up front, I would probably <laughs> say uh, the Boucher kid, um, because I, you know, I got to know, obviously, him at the, at the rookie tournament and, uh, really enjoyed coaching him. This kid just loves the game and wants, to, and he's so like physical out there and wants to be a player. And uh, just the three or four days that we were around him in in Buffalo this past September, I uh, really enjoyed that. And uh, you know, he's a kid that actually now Ottawa 67s are obviously very very good this year. So we probably won't see him this year, but uh, he'd be another guy. Those two probably of the guys that you know, are, are graduating or are turning pro here uh, come September. Fair enough. Fair nice. uh, good answers. I know the, Tyler Clevin's the interesting one of, I know they like to keep guys near the end of the year like they did with Jake Sanderson, just to have him around for the culture. But um, I know you'd like to get your hands on him because he looks like he's going to be an absolute star. Yeah, I, uh, you know, it's, you just, we I follow all the UND stuff just because of, uh, just because we've had a lot of prospects over the, you know, my tenure in, in yeah. Belleville and sometimes, you know, not that you think you're going to be getting every one of them because obviously Pinto never came down, but, you know, I, I knew Pinto would maybe a possibility and then you got JBD and now you got the Clevin kid. And um, so it's, uh, you know, you're always following those guys as they get closer and closer to, uh, to turning pro. Uh, we, we're going to let you go. Cause I know you got to get out of here, but I, I, I just appreciate your time, Troy. You've always been so good to us. And so we do hope, and I didn't ask the NHL question because I don't think it's fair, but we do hope to see you behind the bench of an NHL team at some point here very soon, my friend. Well, thanks, yeah, guys. I appreciate you having me on. And uh, anytime you want to talk hockey, I uh, love to do it. So uh, I appreciate you thinking of me and, and get me on. Thanks, Troy. Delete Absolutely. that thank other you. podcast. Yeah, thank you. I will. You guys are my number one now, guys. <laughs> There we go. Take Thank care, you. coach. <laughs> See you, boys. There, there goes Troy Mann, uh, head coach of the Belleville Senators, and just a super good person. I, I just a huge fan of Bell, uh, of Troy and what he's been able to do. Yeah. Um, it's not easy to coach in the A. You guys both played there. It's no. it's results oriented, but at the end of the day, the results are when you send up players who can play in the National Hockey League, and uh, he, they've had yeah. challenge because when you're not playing very well in the NHL, you look to the A to see if there's some answers and. And they're, they just haven't had a lot to work with. And good for Troy Mann. He's been phenomenal. Especially now, Wally, yes. because it'd be, today's athlete is wired a lot differently than guys in the years past. And you heard, you heard Troy make the comment there. A lot of guys wouldn't have been able to play yeah. for John Brophy, but it's, it's true. So you're, 
you're, it's the same as an NHL coach. You're, you're, you're a coach half the time and you're a psychologist the other part. You, you heard him talking to probably yeah. talk talk to Sokol off about not getting – and he's got to have a lot of those conversations because it's um, it's a grind. Like I always say the AHL, one year, it's, it's like dog years. They should count as uh, – well, not six. We'll just say they should count as three because you're just – three and threes and you're grinding you're grinding and yeah and it's um you know he's he's done a he's done a hell of a job down there you can the guys he's he's developed and uh we're seeing some of them firsthand yeah i, I wanted to we, ask but i, I just we ran out of time so of it was, yeah go for it sorry go ahead it was uh was uh whether uh he got to hold the the condor from bakersfield because he coached there for a year i just wanted like want to know if the bird came and Went on his arm, but I didn't get it. Ran out of time. <laughs> hey, that would have been good. Hey, Bobby. Bobby, did you – I'm trying to remember. Did you play games in the Swiss League? Nope. Yeah, nope, so – you, you, <laughs> He went there. Five so the, practices. <laughs> you had five practices. Okay, there, 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 there's a team, the, the Geneva Servettes, and they actually have – it's not an eagle, but it's this giant bird – that a guy, when the game starts, the guy stands at center ice. And I remember I was lined up on the blue line. And all of a sudden, this bird with huge wings comes flying down from the top rafters and lands on this guy's head. It's, uh, come on. Yeah, Janine, <laughs> yeah, yeah, bird. And I was like, big claws, it's coming down. I'm ducking on the blue line. The Geneva yeah. Servette. So I imagine Servette is, uh, I guess, French for some kind of bird, I guess. I'll have to Google that one, Wally. But uh, yeah, almost got attacked by a. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You, I see your 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 brain's turning there. Uh, in addition, sure can a bald eagle opens every home game by flying throughout the arena. There you yeah, go. it's nuts. Um, I had to see some different things in those Europe's over there. First, <laughs> oh, yeah. he's Europe's first living animal to partake in an ice hockey game opening ceremony. All right. The more you know. The more. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, let's move on. Uh, before we do that, uh, a couple of sponsor reads, and then I'm going to talk about the Sens playing in Montreal tonight as they get ready to head to the break. Uh, BEI, Bonisher Excavating Inc. They are the leaders in heavy, heavy civil general contracting. Uh, they are helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. Look for them for equipment rentals or aggregate or topsoil sales. All the stuff you need in the Ottawa Valley. Give them a call. 613-432-1120. BonishereExcavating.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And as we told you yesterday, our good friends at Montana's uh, are giving away a $25 gift certificate, gift card, I guess the term is these days. Um, go on our social media, either Twitter or on Instagram. You can find all of the um, rules. You just have to like, and uh, I think you have to tag a friend, and we'll uh, do the draw uh, on Thursday for that. Uh, and tonight is uh, $5 tacos. Uh, oh, I'm not supposed to say taco. I got to call it a taco. Uh, taco, taco night. Taco. So uh, if you're looking, head to uh, Montana's $5 tacos. Uh, there we go. Uh, they also have the comfort menu, which is phenomenal. Okay, check them out. Montana's Bar and Grill. Uh, it is uh, Sens going to look for their to tie their highest winning streak of the season at four games as they're in Montreal tonight. Jake Allen gets a starting goal. He's been horrendous. Uh, Claude Giroux is the first star of the week. Everything's pointing towards the Ottawa Senators. Uh, is this a trap game, Yorkie? I don't think so. I, I, I think the, the Senators are just on one of those rolls right now. They're... Uh... They're not thinking trap. They're not thinking there's going to be a letdown. I, I, I enter. I know we got to do our pickums here. I, I don't see a letdown coming from Ottawa. Last game before the All Star break, everyone talks about that, but I, I see them going in and and uh, and rolling. It's uh, business as usual for yeah. these guys. Everything's going right for them. And and uh, Forsberg, I, I hear is going to start again. He's uh, he's been really good lately, and that's the key for the Senators. Uh, when their goalies are playing like they are right now, they're they're in a real good space. So I don't I don't see a letdown coming whatsoever. Montreal, I can see it on their part. Not a lot of things going right. <laughs> they probably can't wait. They probably can't wait to get to the All Star break, regroup. I, mean, yeah. I know they're probably going to yep. say right. Like they they can't wait. They've got their their t their tickets are booked. They're thinking about where they're going. So, man, it's uh, hey, I don't like their headspace. I, let's right be now. honest though. Yorkie, that that last game before the All Star break, every single guy on that ice is going. My tarp's going to be off on a beach in about twenty four hours. Oh yeah, so, <laughs> oh yeah, it's a battle. Gonna, it's uh, oh, it's a battle. They're going to be yeah, the boys are going to be running push up pyramids tonight, right after the game. <laughs> but at the same time, <laughs> Just but I, I there's there will be there'll be zero letdown from the Sens. I think they're going to go in and just like you said, they're going to roll them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick Paul, by the way, posted I think just yesterday or the day before on a private jet heading out on a vacation, right? With, I think oh, Brendan yeah, Hagel yeah. was in the, uh, in the cockpit. Oh yeah. So, uh, people are getting excited to head out into all places. Uh, do you got Yorkie, you wouldn't have played with the bye week right? You were done before the bye week Like how jealous are you of that particular, uh, thing they agreed to? Yeah, I don't know. I had my fun when I played Wally. It's, you know what? Life's too short to be jealous. I was, uh, I, I was never right. short. I was never shortchanged on having fun. So uh, I will tell you, I always, I always looked forward to the All Star break and uh, where I was going. So uh, 
I know exactly what these guys are thinking right now. But uh, so no, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know when, when did that when did that come in? When did the bye week come in? I don't even know when it came in. Wasn't it? Um, was it the twelve thirteen lockout, or was it after that? It might it, even be after that. I feel like it was. I feel like it was after that because I only had one or two, maybe yeah. even three bye weeks. Like I yeah, didn't okay. really experience a ton yeah. of them. Um, because I, yeah. I remember popping out to Idaho and then going down to Tyler Johnson's in Tampa Bay a few times, but that was about it. So I didn't get it. Yeah. And, and it, it's kind of a weird thing. I mean, the all-star break was more than good enough for four quick days. I, I don't need, yeah. need, didn't need any more. Do you want to go to the all-star game or go to a beach? Cause you went to, did you go to one all-star oh. game? Yeah, I had to go to Columbus, Ohio. How did you? <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> yeah. I remember getting on because uh, I I had actually got a plane, uh, and then Hoffman was there for the Young Skills or whatever it was, and he's like, "How much does this suck when we're getting on the plane to go to Columbus and we're looking over at the runway and Eric Carlson and those the boys are getting on different planes going different places?" And I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna be on the ice in Columbus tomorrow. Great." <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> oh boy, what uh, yeah, did what, 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 what did you game. did you have to do skills, Bobby? Did you have to do one? Yeah, I had to do the. What did I do? Oh, I did accuracy shooting, and uh, okay. generally that's my good. My good. Like I was always very good at that in the Ottawa skills competition, but I just I couldn't hit the net there. I was just high and right on all my. You know, I think I went four for eight or something. It was not a good showing. Yeah. Disappointing. You let all the Sens fans down. Yep. Um, hey. All right. We'll get to. <laughs> I got. I, I shut. I, I played with Andre Kopitar, and we're obviously real good friends. And I played with him, and he's like, they're going to give you the Selkie tonight because I'm the only person that doesn't have a point in an All Star game. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, sorry, man. <laughs> I, I had a couple. You know, I had a couple. Not, not my fault you can't finish. <laughs> um, all right. Let's go to the Botano lock of the day. Uh, with Ottawa. By the way, um, Anton Forsberg will start tonight. We'll tie him with Robin Leonard for eighth all time in the Ottawa Senator list at 76. Um, and by the way, Bobby gets to pick first, but there's only one pick here, Bobby. I, 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 I don't know how to will you to pick this, but make sure you make the right pick. Uh, the lock of the day. Obviously, the Senators are um, the favorites in this one. Yeah, I don't think it's a, a hard one. Um... You, you have to take the Sens here all day. The <laughs> Montreal is horrendous. Um, the Sens have been good. They're starting to score five on five. Well, they had an explosion last weekend, obviously. So, you know, some of those issues are past them. Um, they win every category for me. So uh, I think it's a no-brainer. I'm taking the Sens. Good for you. And Yorkie, you were allowed to take the same team. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm doing the same. I uh, kind of hinted to it earlier. Uh, no brainer here. I'm taking Ottawa. They're rolling. Forsberg's rolling. What's the over under on this, uh, Wally? I think it's six and a half. Yeah, I, I would probably. Uh, I don't know. Forsberg's pretty good. No, I'll. St uh, it's still probably going to be under. It's Jake Allen. Like <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll take I'm the still... over. <laughs> Yeah. All right. All right. I'm, I'm Anyways, I'm taking the sense. I think I think Forsberg's gonna pitch a shutout, and yeah. at worst give up one. So I got to take the under. It's gonna be a four to one kind of game, is my guess. That's what I think okay. too. But Wally's made... trying to convince really? me. Really? Yeah. So here's my question: because you guys are both, you understand the All Star break. Is anybody gonna play any defense for Anton Forsberg to get that shutout? Of course they will. Yeah. I, they, yeah. Uh, 
the guys are pro. At the end of the day, we can joke here. Yeah, they have their tickets booked, but the guys are pros. And I will say, this team, one thing, even when they do lose, they usually show up. This team usually shows up. They usually work hard. They don't. They don't cheat. They don't cheat the game. And Claude Giroux, he, like we talked about him. Like I tell you, he's he's going to be in the room telling the guys, being an older guy, boys, we got one game. Let's not uh, start this game. Let's make sure we start this game on time. So a guy like Drew is going to make sure the boys are ready. They're going to be they're going to be firing. I I see no reason why the Senators aren't ready to play this game. Play it, get it done, and then go off to wherever you're going. Yep, get on that train, Perfect. happy. Uh, Have a couple of cocktails on the train ride home. Oh, It'll be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wally. There's nothing. Uh, there's nothing go, worse. Yeah. But listen, imagine this. Like, here's what they're going to say, guys. Could you imagine? They won't say this because you're never going to say what happens if we lose. But if you lose to lose this game and head off to the All Star break losing to this game, you're going to feel like shit. So that will be motivation yeah. as well. Heading in happy and like Bobby says, as soon as the game's over, you're you're celebrating, and then it's it just extends your celebration that much longer. So no, hundred percent they'll be ready. All right. Uh, last question. So. Uh... Both of you to answer this one. Uh, favorite all star destination spot that you went to? Um, I, I always liked going home to Idaho just for a couple quick days, <laughs> just to reset. I loved, like, I love Idaho. There's, there's no better place in the world. So I, I didn't really, we never did the family trips with, you know, four or five other couples. I was always just about getting home and resetting um, and getting ready for that half. So I would always go check in and uh, did a couple other ones, but nothing that, nothing that was great. You are kind of limited with time, like back then, right? Now these yeah. guys got five, six yeah, full it's days. It's like three we days. Didn't always have that. Yeah. yeah, it was quick, right? You waste a day flying if you don't get a plane. So yeah, I, I would always just get a plane and get myself home to Idaho for a couple of days. Yeah, I did. Uh, I'd always try when I was in Anaheim. Yeah, I'd do a quick, a quick one to Vegas. Southwest Airlines or right to Vegas for for uh, three days, and it's so good. Uh, actually, went to Vegas once from Ottawa. Went went with Damian Rhodes, Wally, uh, Rhodesy, oh. and and his his wife at the time, and and my wife. But I took an absolute beating at the craps table, and I've never played that game again. I'll tell you what, my beating was so bad. That uh, the the place I stayed at the Bellagio actually comped my next two trips, so that's how bad the beating was. Hey, come on back, Mister York. We'd like you back here again. Uh, yeah, 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 sure. Here's uh, some tickets to the shows. No problem. Yeah, just make sure you come back. So uh, yeah, no, it's uh, craps. Is, I'm sitting at the craps table. I'm just I'm doing everything Rhodesy does. How do you play this game? Because I was always a blackjack guy. It's made the yep. mistake, and of course in Vegas, anyone that's ever been there. They feed you booze for a reason to make sure you don't make good decisions. So it's just yeah. nonstop. Yeah. Just oh, consistently doubling so down. Uh, yep, yep. Yeah. So uh, anyways. All right, boys. Uh, no vacations for us. We will see you on Thursday. Uh, thanks again to Troy Mann for showing up. Uh, fantastic chat with the Belleville Senator head coach. Uh, see you too on Thursday. Thanks for watching. See you, boys. See you, guys. Good night.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.